Hello, North-South Connection podcast listeners. My name is Rocco Mortone, and this is your Cronoso Daily Podcast. Today's match is from the November 29th, 1986 Saturday Night's Main Event, and it pits the Hart Foundation with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, against B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel, the Killer Bees. We get an opening promo package with everyone on the card talking, and the Hart part goes something like this. Hi, I'm Jimmy Hart. I'm Brit the Hitman Hart. And I'm Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and we're the Hart Foundation. And tonight we face the Killer Bees in a tag team elimination bout. You know the three best ways to kill a bee? Number one, you swat them. Number two, you spray them. Number three, you give them a heart attack. That last line is delivered by all three dudes. It's a pretty quick, fun little promo. And if you were wondering, because I was, yes, uh, bees do have hearts. Uh, They're vastly different from Mars, but they do have them. But I feel like with the size and the position of the legs and the abdomen, plus the general lack of a neck... That a bee is more likely to have a heart attack than to take the heart attack. You should also notice here that Bret Hart smiles more in this one 10-second promo than he did in the entirety of uh, 1996 or 1997. Also, I don't know what happened to the elimination stipulation in this match, uh, but this is not the first time in the WWF history that they will fail to carry through on a stipulation, but it might be the fastest. Later in the night, when both teams are in the ring, we cut back for one more promo from the Hart Foundation, this time with a mean Gene. Gene states, if you defeat the Killer Bees, you're one step closer to a title shot with the British Bulldogs. I don't know if this had something to do with the elimination part of it. Uh, who knows? Jimmy Hart replies with, The Hart Foundation has only one goal, and that is the World Federation Tag Team Championships. Then Brett says, We are the world. Then Anvil says, No, we are the champions. The boys here are quoting the previous year's huge USA for Africa charity song, We are the world with champions replacing children in the lyrics subsequent to the titular line. Real quick, that song, which raised over $10 million for charity, which is wild, featured WWF alums Willie Nelson, Cindy Lauper, and Ray Charles. Mean Gene then asks, how are you going to beat the bees? Jimmy says, we're going to clip their wings. Brett says, we're going to snap their stingers. And Anvil says, when we're done with them, they're not going to be calling them the killer bees. They're going to be calling them the queen bees. Which is a really poor insult, because I guess it's supposed to be emasculating but it's not even marginally cutting because the true implication is that the bees will become the queens of the hive, which is the leader, which is strange, you know, because it's a better thing than being a killer bee. I guess that they're going to castrate them, but I don't know. I don't really know what this joke or this whole thing was. It seemed kind of unnecessary. I guess because being a woman is worse than being a man in the world of uh, 1980s WWF. Jim Neidhart laughs at his own joke since nobody else will. Uh, Brett laughs because it's his job, and Jimmy makes a buzzing sound, pantomiming bee-wings. The promo was very extraneous, and it added nothing to the previous and much better promo. The match starts with Brett and Jim Brunzel. Brunzel starts off hot, giving Brett a little bit of the business. Then Brett nails a sneaky little kick to the gut. Brunzel retaliates fast with a huge jumping right knee to the side of Brett's face. We treat some deep arm drags. Brunzel gets an arm bar on Brett, tags Brian Blair, who jumps up to the Canadian rope, and right before he jumps up with a flying attack, he waves his arms in a circular motion that I believe is supposed to be pantomiming bee wings. He does this right before he jumps off and nails Brett with an elbow to the arm. Seems like a very odd thing for an adult in a fight to do. Brian then works on Brett's arm. While this arm work is happening, we cut to an insert promo with Gene and the two killer bees. In this promo, they're wearing their infamous masks and some sweet white ringer tees with wings coming out of their team name logo. Gene is asking about their masks, and at this point, the picture-in-picture box just starts sliding back and forth on the bottom of the screen. It's obviously moving back and forth not to block the action in the ring. 
But it's more like when you first get a picture on picture TV as a kid and you realize you can move the box, so you just start fucking around with it. And it kind of looks like the DVD screen saver thingy that just moves slowly around the screen. If you could listen to the promo and not be distracted by this, it's it's a pretty funny promo because the bees and Gene go through a silly, I'm Brian, I thought he was Brian, no, I'm Jim, he's Jim. Kind of like a who's on first kind of little skit. It's pretty cute. While that's going on, Brian works over Brett's arm. Brett reverses it. A lot of cool reversals going back and forth for control. Brett does this really cool float over thing going for a pin that Brian reverses. Anvil comes in and he gets flipped with an arm drag. So now the bees are totally in control. They get a double elbow to the anvil as Brunzel continues to work over the arm. But Anvil's power is able to overcome Brunzel, and here's the big turning point in the match. Anvil muscles Brunzel with an Irish whip into the ropes, and just as Brunzel was about to make contact with the ropes, Brett pulls down the rope and nails Jumpin' Jim in the small of the back. This totally incapacitates Brunzel, and now the Heart Foundation takes control. In a sweet move, Anvil drops Brunzel's back right onto his knee, setting up Brett to drop the elbow off the Canadian rope and get a two-count. Tags in Anvil for a huge dropkick, which impresses everybody. Brett celebrates by doing his sweet, cocky hitman strut. I love Brett's emotions in this match. Anvil follows with a chin lock, working over Brunzel. Brunzel is always fighting back. He's getting worked over, but he's not just lying there dying. Quick tags by the hearts. Brett punch in the gut. Brett headbutt. Brunzel won't stay down, always fighting back, getting in a couple shots. It's very Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in his selling and his fighting back. He won't just take a beating. He always gets a couple in there. Vicious European uppercut really rocks Brunzel from Brett. Brett choking him in the corner. Anvil, on the outside, does his, I ain't doing a thing, and then proceeds to do something, grab the ring rope, and choke the shit out of Jim Brunzel with it. This is great because Brett is distracting the ref while this is happening. B. Bryan comes in to help his buddy out. The ref kicks him out of there, and then Brett just runs over and picks up Brunzel's legs, and he's just hanging him in the corner with Anvil wrapped around his neck. It's great. Some nice legal tagging, and Anvil's in there, and he hits a big guillotine to Brunzel's neck right onto the top rope. When Brunzel lands on the mat, Brett runs over instantly and just stuffs his foot right into Brunzel's throat. Brett's instincts are so fucking spot on, and he's, he's just right on there, right onto the throat. It's just effortless. It's so perfect. Brett's the legal man here, and he runs over and hits B. Brian Blair on the apron, just frustrating the shit out of him so he just keeps coming to the ring so they could keep cheating. Another quick tag and a big backbreaker from the hearts. Brett misses his, like, quick Brett elbow. It doesn't really hurt him, so he's right back on Brunzel. Throws Brunzel outside, and Brunzel takes a fucking vicious bump to the outside, almost landing on the guardrail. oof This is a really sick bump. He doesn't even get a chance to break his fall. He just splats on the floor. We go to a commercial on this one because, fuck, man, he might be dead. But he's not. We come back, and Brunzel is just finally making his way into the ring. Brunzel gets a nice shoulder block on Brett, and he goes for a sunset flip. Can't get him over. And Brett wastes no time. He didn't sell much damage. He just kind of got stunned with the pinfall attempt. And as soon as he gets up, he grabs Brunzel and kicks him and stomps him right into the gut. Anvil gets in there. He takes a couple hits to the gut. It doesn't matter. Just lowers the hammer on Brunzel's head. But Brunzel is tenacious and he's never giving up. Always fighting back. Anvil gets a front chin lock on Brunzel, just putting all his weight on him in the center of the ring, keeping him from getting to his corner. Anvil sprawls like an amateur wrestling. Keep the weight low, keep your opponent down and all your weight on top of him and wear him out. And they teach you this in amateur wrestling on day one. Anvil tags in Brett and Jimmy's on the outside cheering the shit out of his guys. And Anvil distracts the ref just a tiny little bit. And as soon as the bread isn't looking, boop! Brett goes right to the eyes. Brunzel's blinded, but he's still fighting back. Brett goes for the vicious European uppercut again, but Brunzel evades it and gets a sweet pinfall backslide for two. Brunzel then gets some momentum and whips Brett at least 100 miles into the ropes. Brett bounces off with insane speed, and Brunzel literally is just six feet in the air and horizontal, and Brett just runs right into a fucking sick drop kick right to his mush. It is beautiful. Anvil's right there. Right on Brunzel to keep the tag from happening. Brunzel fights him off, and finally, he gets the tag. Holy shit. But what happens? The ref didn't see it because Brett was distracting him. And what's happening when the ref is talking to B. Brian, keeping him out of the ring? 
Bronzel gets tossed over the top ropes again in a sick fucking bump. No hands up. All impact on the body. Brian Blair comes outside. He's like, I gotta check on my boy. And they dip their heads under the ring here. And what happens? We get the old mask switcheroo. Both guys put on their masks. They're identical masks. They stand up. Well, Brian stands up. Brunzel's just fucking rocked. And the crowd is fucking loving it. Now, B. Brian, which I think is B. Brian, enters the ring. Not jumping Jim Bronzel. And Anvil goes for a big boot and misses. Four huge punches from Brian Blair. Knocks Anvil down. Then he knocks Brett off the apron. He does a flying tushy, but since he's like a literal bee, I guess it's more of a bee sting right to Anvil's fucking body. Knocks him down. Big punches to Brett as he comes in illegally. Anvil's in the corner begging off. Blair gives him a big stomp, a great sava kick to Brett as he comes to get him. And then he picks up Brett and nails him with a huge atomic drop. Brett bounces off his knee right into the waiting arms of Brunzel on the apron, who boxes the shit out of the ears of the hitman in a glorious move. Brunzel here pantomimes the B-wings flapping right before he puts uh, Brett's ears in a box. And as soon as he claps Brett, he immediately grabs and sells his back again. Like, he's still fucked up. But he's able to do this move and still do his B-wings. But Brett sells this incredibly. Blair whips Anvil hard into Brett, and Brett goes flying outside the ropes. Anvil turns around, and he's right into a sleeper hold by Brian Blair. It looks like he's going down, Anvil, but Brett is outside the ring with Jimmy's talking. Brett climbs the top rope. Bronzel, for some reason, runs in there to talk to the ref and point out Brett is on the top rope, perched up there, which kind of stupidly distracts the ref, allowing Brett to come off the top rope without the referee seeing him. And he nails a sick hit to Blair. Fucking scrambles his brains with a fucking sick shot to the back. The ref misses the illegal hit, but sees the illegal Brett. So now he's getting Brett out of the ring. So Bronzel here takes Brian Blair, who's fucking rocked, and slides him outside the ring. And then Bronzel lies down prostrate on the ground where Blair was. Like, he's the one that's fucked up from that big hit. Anvil crawls over, tags in Brett. Now we get some great stuff by Brett, who, the whole time the switcheroo was happening, Brett made sure his back was turned. He never saw it. He has no clue. This is great ring awareness minutia by Brett here. As he enters the ring, Brett has some great character work uh, body language here, kind of brushing his hands together like, I'm done. I'm finished. We win. Time to wash my hands of this. I'm ready to pin this bug, beat these fuckers, win this match, and go on to the titles. Great little character work by Brett again. Too bad for Brett. It's Brunzel that is playing possum, which Jesse calls out. As Brett goes to pick him up and finish off his downed opponent with a burst of energy, Brunzel pulls Brett over into a small package. One, two, three, and the Killer Bees win. The crowds lose their fucking mind. Jimmy's losing his mind. Brett looks completely stunned, and Anvil's losing his shit. Jesse on commentary is pissed off too. Bees rip off their masks. Jimmy's arguing with the ref, but Hebner is having none of it. The Bees win. We get a replay of the final switcheroo. The Hearts hold their hands over the head like they're still the winners. Jesse's very irate, and we end the scene with Vince saying, Always remember the quote, Jesse, to be or not to be. Which has absolutely nothing to do with what just happened or the Killer Bees at all. But from the guy who wrote the immortal lines, What's That Smell? Dookie, I do not expect much in the way of literary knowledge from Vince McMahon. I know this was a shenanigan-filled match, but technically the legal man did get the pin in this match. Because once he was tagged in and the ref didn't see it, Blair was never the legal man. So Brunzel was technically still the legal man. And I think that makes sense. I don't think this was particularly nefarious. Um, it's not their fault that Hebner was distracted, possibly thinking of selling bootleg Hulk Hogan merch in the parking lot later after the match, but they won. Now, we know the Killer Bees having these masks has been derided as silly, or now in terms of wrestling, I, I know a lot of people have problems with the fact that these good guys are cheating with the mass deception. I don't think in this match they're really cheating. I know that you could say it's a response to the Hart Foundation cheating against them, and they want to neutralize it. But I look at the Killer Bees and their mass as a lack of hubris on their part. It's a lack of wanting to take the center stage. They don't have egos. 
They don't care who gets the accolades for getting the pinfall. They are bees, after all. And bees are a superorganism, a eusocial group forming a collective, a colony, if you want to look up ants or the Jakara group, the colony, or more accurately for bees, a hive. The end result for what's greater for the group is more important than the achievements of the individual. So I think it's neat that they're willing to forego their ego and become a singular thing that does not need the individual accolades of a traditional tag team like Brett and Anvil. There's a selflessness uh, about it, the losing the ego to gain harmony. When I think of Killer Bees, it's hard not to also think of the musical group and huge wrestling fans, the Wu-Tang Clan, and their whole network of artists and collaborators known as the Killer Bees. The Killer Bees, the wrestlers in this match and the masked action and the finish of this match made me think of one Wu-Tang song in particular. It's the first real song on disc two of their second album, the double album, 1997's Wu-Tang Forever, and the song is called Triumph, which is pretty appropriate for what happened to the bees in this match. And maybe the killer bees here are living life in the WWE, like one of the verses to this song. Um, in the song, Inspect the Deck proclaims, performed armed robbery, fled with a lottery. Possibly they spotted me. And this is how the killer bees are taking their hive mind and applying it to their careers in the WWF. They're tired of bad guys taking advantage and cheating a little bit, so they begin to bend the rules now in their favor. So in relation to the lyrics, they performed armed robbery, they may have robbed the hearts. Fled with a lottery, they did get the winner's purse. Possibly they spotted me, but no, the ref did not spot them, and they won. And that's all that matters. As Jesse Ventura himself has claimed many times, and stated many times, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And the bees are trying, and succeeding, and winning. Well, for now. This match was fucking great. It was nonstop action with a great story of Brunzel just never giving up, always looking to tag his partner in the ring once he gets fucked up. Brunzel was in charge. He was large and in charge, buzzing her on the ring, and it took the bad guys to cheat to finally take advantage. And then they destroyed him. But he never gives up, and he's not decimated. And finally, when he finally fairly gets his buddy to the ring, the bad guys cheat yet again. And the referee was incompetent, as they always are. So the bees decided to forego the individual, put on their masks, and win this match. Like I said, this match fucking ruled. The pace never stopped. It was super fun. Everything made sense. It was fucking great. Brunzel was a, a surprise and a treasure and a delight to watch. Brian Blair didn't have much to do, but what he did was great. But Brunzel really steals this match. He delivers like a Ricky Morton-esque babyface selling performance with great hope and great fire and some sick bumps and a flying knee to rival anyone else's flying knee that I've ever seen. It does help he has little pantomime wings. And of course, you know, the heart's delivered with Brett just doing those little things that make great dudes great. <laughs> or good dudes great. I don't know. It was a super fun match. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Go watch it. It's fucking awesome. You know what else is fucking awesome? The 9021 No So Podcast with Tim Capel and JT Rosero. And I was on the last episode. You can find that on the North-South Connection Podcast feed and its new designated feed at 9021 Oso Podcast. Find that and my band, Chain to the Dead, on all streaming platforms and find me hiding under your bed or on Facebook at Rocco Martone. Goodbye.